welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Politics. The show where... Wait, wait. No, this is not the show anymore? I thought after last week that... you. Know, oh, okay. Welcome to Speaking of Tangents. A whole bunch of random nonsense for your ears. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. We kick off this episode with a discussion of our Week in Review. Including another installment of Where in the World is KJ This Week? Then we'll play more pronunciation games followed by our Quiz of the Week. Then, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? Later, our resident fantasy football expert, Robert Burr, joins us for Fantasy Football Deep Dive. And we'll wrap it all up with our recommendations, feedback, and of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Oh, and speaking of tangents... In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. So, speaking of tangents in the week in review, what has been going on with you this week? Anything new? Uh, yeah, actually, something something new on Sunday. Sunday, okay. actually, it's three o'clock last Sunday afternoon. Is that Central Time, Eastern Time, Central Mountain, Time, Atlantic, Central, Intercoastal, Greenwich Mean Time? <laughs> what was the last one you mentioned? That's Greenwich Mean Time. Okay, no, it wasn't GMT. It wasn't. That's, the, that's what. Oh, that's zero. Is that's that zero what? on the thing? Like. Eastern Standard Time is minus five. Yeah. It's from that Greenwich Mean Time that that's figured. All right. Well, when you say Greenwich Mean Time, I could, when I think of, when I hear Greenwich, for some reason I'm thinking of a combination of the Gremlins and the Witches of Eastwick <laughs> or something. Or the Grinch in there somewhere. The Grinch, yes. Uh, no, it was Central Standard Time. Cool. Five days after the election. It's... It's gorgeous out. It's sunny, mid-50s, way higher than the average temp for, for Minnesota this time of year. Wow. Mid-50s, you say yeah, that's it's higher? Gotta be, yeah, it's got to be like 10 degrees higher than the average in this time of year. I mean, it's November it's like, what? 15th? November? It's like nearly 90 degrees here most days. Yeah, still. I know. But I'm way further north than you are. That's true. <laughs> Um, but in town, in, in my little town, we have a very lovely old theater. Mm-hmm. It holds about 400, 450, 500, somewhere in there. And it's just one oh, of those. that's nice. That's a good size. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those old theaters in a small town. Those theaters that sort of seem to be a dying breed nowadays. Yep. And there's, but, one here, there's one here near where, nearby in the town where I live that they just remodeled and they do um, like plays. They model it into more of a theatrical instead of a music hall. Yeah, yeah. And they do it all the time, but it, it took forever. before It sat, you know, just dilapidated forever um, in the middle of this town square um, because nobody really went to stuff there anymore. Yeah, and that's... Those are cool buildings, though. Definitely, and that's similar to this, I think. Uh, when I say old, I mean old. I think it was built in 1904. Um, I think yeah, it, wow. it's one of the oldest Minnesota theaters. Anyway, they had cool. that same type of thing where they, I think in the mid-'80s, they did a reno. And raised money from the community to do it, and don't private mm-hmm. donors, and so same thing. They do a lot of plays there, but then they also bring musical acts. Um, strong community base kept it alive um, for many, many years. 
Hmm. I think it started as an opera house. So it's got those, what are they called? Those boxes that sit on the side where the Muppets sit. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, talking yeah, the, about? The boxes, the balcony. Yeah, it's got um, all of that. Just beautiful artwork and, and design inside. So can yeah. you picture that? That 450 some people, probably fairly good acoustics. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, about it's just a it's a really neat place. And so any time that there's someone that's coming or a play that comes to town that's even remotely interested, I'm going to try to go because of the venue and try to support the venue. Um, but we bought tickets to this concert, I don't know, six months ago. And this past Sunday was the day. And the artist, Roseanne Cash. Very nice. And I'm I'm more than remotely interested in her stuff, but, you know, I'm still not completely familiar with her entire, entire catalog. Her oeuvre. Her oeuvre, yes. Um, I'm not at all. And so she, she did a duet with her husband. Um, and I'm not at all really familiar with, with his work. His name is John, yeah, think... John Leventhal. Yeah, I don't even think I knew that was his name. So, yeah, and it, I like her. Uh, I just like, like, just like you said, I'm definitely familiar with her and know several of her songs, but not get into her, some of her deep cuts and I'm never going to have heard of them. Right. Same here. But but as soon as I found out she was coming here to my little theater, to my little town, I bought the tickets the day they went on sale. Oh, yeah. That's an absolute when it's that small of a venue and someone of that that stature and that talent comes there. I mean, and it's that's that's the perfect place to see someone like her. I agree. And and we got the best seats that I've ever had at a concert. Uh, cool. Fourth row. Oh, wow. So we were right there. And I'm pretty short, so I usually, unless they're stadium seats, it, I, need, I feel like I need to be front row to see anything. Mm-hmm. But I had no problem seeing it. The seats were deep enough that I didn't have trouble. Um, so I was really excited, fourth row, right? Only to be told when, when they were introduced that no photography or videography of any kind is allowed. Yeah, it's very common now. But I got over that very quickly. Well, most artists say that, but who's gonna who's gonna um, police that in a huge venue? You know. Yeah, but, I think it's up. To, I think it's often up to the artist who they bring with them, their security team, whoever's traveling with them. If they have a like roadies and stuff that have security with them, because I've seen, I've been there's there's several places around Atlanta that are that size theater mm-hmm. music halls and. It's a situation where I've been to ones where they always say that, like you said, and it just kind of depends on the artist. I've seen, I've been to several concerts where the people on the stage have stopped playing and called people out and pointed them out in the audience and called out for security to take them out and and, and eject them from the venue. Yeah, well, that's that seems like it would dampen the mood a little bit if they had to do that. Yeah, but it's it's and it, I think it depends on the attitude of the the performer whether they're gonna take that that rule seriously of no photography ser- yeah. that seriously or not so when when they were announced when they were announced they said the artists are requesting no photography yeah. so and i don't think Roseanne cash is really all that rowdy of a no row. she's not <laughs> she, but you know i i got over that very quickly um but you know one other thing that i was so pumped up about and i didn't really think about it until the date started getting closer a 3 p.m. concert how great is that that is very cool. We went yeah. we went with two friends and then after the, the concert, yeah, we went out to an early bird dinner and I'm home in time for Sunday night football. What a great day. Wait a minute. Early bird dinner. How old are you? Well, you know, the concert was over around five, five fifteen. 
know. So we went out, and actually, Roseanne Cash said as much. She said, I wrote it down. How great is this? A three o'clock show? When we're done, we can go grab the early bird special for dinner and then hole up in the hotel with the chick flick. So she Absolutely. she was on board with that, too. Oh, I would love to. I mean, the thing that, that kind of got me out of going out to play shows every weekend years ago was that, you know, oftentimes if we weren't if we were one of the last bands to play, we didn't go on until twelve thirty or one AM. Oh yeah. And I mean I'm I'm out Friday and Saturday night and we you have to get there at the venue at like six o'clock or so to, or before to set up and do, you know, rudimentary sound check, make sure everything works. And then, you know, by the so you're there for six or seven hours, even if we leave and go back to a hotel or, you know, go out to a restaurant, it's still I would have loved to have played at, you know, 3 p.m. and be done by 6 or 7 p.m. Yeah, well, they seemed to love it. I think the audience loved it. And they commented throughout the show, you know, we can do this because it's only 3 o'clock, or we can do that because it's 3 o'clock. Awesome. Uh, but it was, you know, we were just kind of looking forward to it to just, you know, have some good music for a couple hours and just let everything that happened five days ago or, you know, five days previous, just for a few hours, just forget about it. Yeah. But what I wasn't prepared for was, it was just such an honest and uh, intimate, I guess, and a truly moving concert. Um, oh, yeah. That size venue is really excellent for that kind of stuff, if the artist is up to it. Yeah, and the artist was up to it. Um, all they had on stage was three acoustic guitars, two for him and one for her. They had, and, the, of course, the amps and the speakers, and a piano and two bar stools. That was wow. it, and it was. So it was. Was it just the two of them? Nobody else. Just the two of them. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. So I, I wanted to kind of know what would they what they were going to play. Um, so I looked it up, and I like I'm one of those people that likes to listen to the material for a couple of weeks before I go. Yeah. So I can kind of you know be familiar with it, and they they did most of their stuff off of their their. I think it's their only album together, which makes sense, right? If they're doing the tour, they're going to play most of their stuff off of their album. Yeah, and uh, it's usually the stuff from the latest, most recent album that they play the most. Yeah, of. yep. And so I'll I'll talk about that album a little bit later. But um, okay. they so they played like four or five of those, and then they moved to a few of her older songs. I think they covered just one of her dad's songs. Um, mm -hmm. Do you and, remember which one? Yeah, uh, the flat top box. Nice. So it wasn't even one of his really big hits. Right, um, but the the guitar player Jason, you would have I think you would have thought he was really good. You would have appreciated. Um, he went on a lot of runs. Um, nice, and a lot of cov covers were uh, just a bunch of guitar stuff, and and you wouldn't expect that in a flat top box type of song. Um, but he was all over the place with his his riffs and solos. And um, Roseanne made a cute comment, something like, you know, he. Um, Usually we take turns with that, but I let him have it today <laughs> with that part, you know, obviously acknowledging that she can't very play. Very technical to play, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was really great because he, he played guitar and he harmonized with her and they sounded beautiful. But mm -hmm. um, she played guitar on quite a few songs and a few she stopped and just sang. And yeah. um, he went to the piano for a couple of songs. Um, and... There are a couple things that happened that made me feel like, okay, this has to be genuine. And in the back of my mind, sort of, J Jason's talking to me and he's saying, oh, this is manufactured. <laughs> or <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of JT, who has everything 
he's got everything scripted and he can't deviate because he won't remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but he, they had a backstage request and she really didn't remember the song and she kind of just remembered it on the fly. And she made a comment like, oh, that's a beautiful, I've forgotten how beautiful that song was. Uh, thank you for whoever requested it. And then another song, she forgot the lyric and they stopped and started it three times. Yeah, and, I tend to think that that stuff is mostly genuine, and I don't. And it honestly, it depends on the situation. It depends on who they are and how genuine they seem when they come across. Mm-hmm. But I know I've done that stuff before. Yeah, and I've been to I've been to concerts where people have done that, and it seems I believe them in the moment. So yeah, totally. I I totally believed her, and and um, finally, I think she remembered it by someone in the audience googling the lyric. And I felt sort of great. I felt sort of bad for her that none of us actually knew the lyric <laughs> off the top of our head, but it was a deep. Well, hey, she didn't know it, so it must not be all that memorable. It, it was a deep cut. Um, oh, yeah. And she made up a, or not? She didn't make up. She sang a song. She didn't say anything political at all, which I would expect her not to. It not right. nothing. Um, I guess she did. You could tell where her politics were because she made little comments. Um, one of the songs she sang that she wrote many, many years ago called Western Wall, she made a comment after that, like, oh, I'm going to be feeding a lot of prayers into any wall that goes up, um, that kind of thing. So you yeah. kind of knew where she was. You could tell she was upset. Um, but the most, I guess, poignant moment was she was singing a song off of their latest album, and it was about her Civil War ancestors. Mm-hmm. And there was a part, um, there was a line in there where, it I, I wrote it down, but can the union be preserved is the line. Yeah. And she she sang that line and all of a sudden she just couldn't finish. She started crying. Yeah. And um, she stepped back away from the microphone and, and John just continued to play the song out. And you could tell she was crying. So the rest of us are all crying. And yeah. all she said after that, she just came up to the microphone and said, pray the union can be preserved. And then yeah. that was it. And, and she, she thanked us all um, for being patient with her and lifting her spirits and that kind of thing. But it was just a moment with the audience that I'll never forget. And it's probably the best concert I've ever been to. Wow. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah. And especially with somebody that's not... She's not on my list of favorite artists, but you know you're going to... She's no, she's no JT in your world, in other words. No, no she's better. She's way better than JT. <laughs> I... but, but she, she's not, no. You know I'm never going to let that go. <laughs> I know. It's going to be forever. I'm going to be poking you about that. Sorry. I deserve the pokes. And I can take it, because I do love me some JT. Yeah. Um, but she was just outstanding. And I knew she was great, but... It was just a perfect storm, too, of after the election and everybody. It just felt like we were all together for a couple hours. And music and can do that. Absolutely. And it's very cool when you're in a situation like that with someone who has the charisma and the, the touch and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, the relatability, I, yeah, really. Yeah, um, so I think charisma can, was, a, yeah. yeah. That, that kind of sums it. She can connect with the audience in a way emotionally, but not... Without having to, you know, overtly say, this is what I feel about this. It just comes out naturally. Uh, and I would like to believe that all those moments are genuine, too. So that's, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I can be cynical about things that I believe need to be cynical about, like advertising commercials is 
you know, yeah. if you heard last week. Yeah. But I also believe that there are genuine things in the world and we have to believe in those. And once if you once you become full cynic and you give up on the genuine things, then what's the point at that at that stage? Yeah, and I was just poking you. I wasn't really thinking over my shoulder. Hey Jason. But um <laughs> you know, you part of you wonders a little bit like, okay, did she plan to forget this lyric, but it really didn't feel that way. It felt genuine to me, and I'm I'm choosing to believe that it was genuine. And in right. fact, I tweeted something afterwards, and about how great it was, and she lifted our spirits. And she quoted my tweet and said, "Thank you for lifting mine," which was pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I I really and, think and she was affected by that concert. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like it. And here's the thing: if it was a genuine moment to you. Mm-hmm. then it's a genuine moment. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it was intended. Yeah, yep. and it's not going to be something that she's going to use that to prey upon and, you know, promote herself. Right. It's a it's a genuine moment to you. So whether it was absolutely in the moment or she kind of thought about it ahead of time, it honestly, in that moment, it doesn't really matter in, in that case. You got to, you got to, you know, it's like believing in Santa Claus when you're a kid. You, it let your kids do it for as long as they want. Wait a minute. I mean, Sa- eventually you got to. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Santa Claus <laughs> exists? What I'm are you doing? I'm going to have to tell you the story about when when I've told my kids because my son figured it out when he was four years old and he asked me and I told him the truth. I'm not going to lie to them, mm-hmm. but as long as they want to buy into it and believe it, I'm going to let them do it. Sure. Uh, until it, it gets to the hurt, detriment really? of them, yeah. At as long as point. it doesn't, as long as it's not hurting them long term, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, hey, this is real, and you have to believe this. But also, I'm not going to quash and crush their spirit in that moment if something that they want to believe in and you know dwell in their imagination for a moment. I mean, half of what we do as human beings is dwelling in our imagination and living in the things that we hope will happen. Uh, not necessarily the reality of day-to-day life in a lot of cases. Yeah, and same thing goes with talking dogs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going <laughs> to let her think dogs. those dogs are talking until, you know, as long as she wants to. And yeah. Not correct her because they were talking. It might have been fake in the movie, but was, those dogs were talking. Those dogs were talking. <laughs> um, so thank you for indulging me in that story of Roseanne Oh, Cash. that was great. And yeah. you had mentioned your your skepticism with commercials. Mm-hmm. I have a update. Since last oh. week, when we talked about commercials and advertising and marketing, I've seen a couple of Viagra commercials, different ones, and I just want to right. give you an update on face counts. Okay. Um, number of <laughs> zero. <laughs> uh, yes, two. Okay, so I've seen two different commercials about three different times. So I've really gotten a chance to know these commercials. Was this watching NFL games? It was ESPN. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, certainly. So two different commercials, mind you. So one commercial had two women in it. The other commercial had five women in it. So that's a face count of seven women, zero men's faces. Yep, I'm telling you. I believe you had that. You see a lot of backs of men's heads and like side of their ear and... From yeah. the waist, like from the like from their knee down, or for like their elbows in the shot. Uh, and, it's and one was for um, individually wrapped Viagra pack, packets, I guess. Now they come in, in instead of a whole pill bottle. It, it's just a individual pack. It sort of looks like um, I have never heard of such a thing. It, it's just in a little square pack. I don't know, probably about the size of well, I won't even say it, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And so all it shows in this commercial is a, a man's hand shoving mm. the pack into his briefcase or man, man bag. Man purse. It's Merce. Merce. Yeah. So uh, um, I'm totally on board with that commercial for you. With you, I guess I should. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's one of those things where they do it constantly and once you see, once you realize what they're doing, it's like, wait a minute. And even, even things that are not, you know, I mean, people may disagree with me and think, you know, this is not detrimental to our side. Who cares? You have to admit they're doing this on purpose for a reason. And so there's a reason behind it. And their reason is always let's make money. <laughs> yes. And, and you know what? Speaking of just this morning commercials, mm-hmm. um, Anna Kendrick tweeted out. Oh, yeah something that made me laugh and made me think of you immediately and it she says why does the sleep number commercial piss me off so much and she said and then she quotes she likes the bed soft he's more hardcore and she says i cannot eye roll hard enough so i agree i thought that was hilarious and and timely she's smart i like her i like her a lot yep i read a story um just this week actually about her um about how she has cracked the code of being likable, and it's it was written in I think a, uh, supposed to be somewhat of a you know joking way, but it was like she's figured out how, the plan and, and the scheme to make herself likable, and here's how she's done it. And it's listed like it listed like five or six things. You know, here's here's how she approaches these things. Mm-hmm. Like this is her game plan, which Jeez. could be. But it's it was a little more cynical even than I I am about stuff like that to where I don't know if she's necessarily doing this to make herself to promote herself. Uh huh. But maybe she is. But I I she's well. I hope she is. I'm still giving her the benefit of the doubt. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I like I don't know uh, the name of the article was or the the gist of the article was she's cracked the code of likability. Yeah, that's it. It was on the Ringer. Um, I'm sure you can find it. Oh, on there. sure, sure. It, it, it was just this week, so it's still probably on one of the main first couple pages. I'll have to look that up because I like most, if not everything, the Ringer. I just like the writing, um, and they're smart. Yeah, I like a lot of it. Yeah, I think I mentioned before a lot of the people, a lot of the new people that came in since, because um, a lot of them have come from came over from the old Grantland site. Yes, exactly. Um, but a lot of the new people that they added that weren't on Grantland, maybe I may be a little too old because they say things and I have to get a dictionary to look up what in the world oh. they're talking about or like go on the internet and say, what does this phrase even mean? So I feel like I've aged out of that demographic, but there's only like three or four of them and they're, they're newer writers that uh, I, I might read maybe a, the first paragraph of what they write and go, no, this is not for me. And that's fine. Not everything's for me. So they're like the ESPN or ESPN's Pablo S. Torrey. <laughs> no, no, not him. I like, I like. Oh, I like to him too. To I like Pablo a lot, but he's he he's in that category of millennial, and and yes, some of the phrases not, he uses, and he's just so smart that he drops things that I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think more of his is in terms of just actually that he's actually that smart. This is more like yes, he's very um, smart using like say you know you ha- you run into a teenager and they start pulling out things that they've heard that, you know, anybody over the age of 30 has never even heard in their life. And th- when you start using that in an article, like a like a written piece, it's just like, wait a minute. 
Yeah. I can appreciate this because I try to write the way I speak. And I know that I've heard people say that before. Hey, that person writes just like they talk. That's great. And that's, that's cool. I, I, it's just not going to be, you're going to go, you're not going to reach me on that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't understand the lingo of these young kids nowadays. <laughs> Get off my so, lawn. So it's just my, this is coming from my angle. There's nothing wrong with what they do. But, so was but, the, but the rest of it on there I like. So was the article by um, about Anna Kendrick by one of these new authors or um, one of um, her writers? It was a new person, but she's not one of the ones that typically loses me the first four sentences in. Okay. And I don't remember her name, but I've read a bunch by her. Um, there's there's only like two or three there's only like two or three on there that I can't remember their names honestly right now off the top of my head that have written that you know over half of what I've tried to read I couldn't get through the first paragraph of what they wrote. Oh wow! Most of the articles I've read are pretty good. Oh yeah, definitely. Them. So I'll check that article out. Oh, and speaking of advertisers and brands, um, do you have any updates on your washing machine recall debacle? Oh yes, I do. Um, so we called, we finally called the Samsung number to find out how much money we were going to get back for a rebate. And Mm -hmm. essentially we're going to get back, um, you know, we, I think you said, I think we talked about $300 last week and you're like, oh, it's got to be more than $300. Yeah. Well, it is. It's $451. Still. Still not enough to, um, you know, match the quality of the washer that i currently have except for that's not that's not at replacement cost no correct like insurance use likes to call at replacement cost now they'll give me an extra 100 i'm sorry an extra 75 bucks if i buy a samsung washer which i'm (laughs) not going to do at this point no way and so right now i think really only 75 dollars extra really yeah they would think it would be more than that to stick with their brand as much as their brand has taken a beating lately so do I. And in fact, they said you can get up to $150 extra for the loyalty um, program. But apparently, depending on my model number, I only got 75 extra. <laughs> so loyalty is judged by how much money did you put into us in the first place? Exactly. That is ridiculous. So um, Jen Babish at JBabs Sports Chick. She Mm -hmm. sent me a note after last week's episode and said that her parents had one of these washers, and Mm. they they said that they decided that they weren't going to get it fixed, and let me read what she wrote. She said, uh, they researched it. The problem is that the drum becomes unattached and flies off and explodes through the top when heavy loads become unbalanced, and that they are on the fast spin cycle. So their fix is to install a new top and send a new sticker so you can't turn the dial to the fastest spin cycle. Are you kidding me? No. So needless to say, that it, that is stupid and not fixing the real problem, which is the drum, she says. And which I agree. Which is probably three-fourths the cost, the manufacturing cost of the washer is in the drum. I would right, guess. right. So I'm not going to have it fixed. I'm going to no, have to... that's not fixing it. That's... <laughs> so basically, we're back to square one with um, researching washers and washers that are cheaper than we paid for the original one and we're not we're gonna have to go out of pocket if we want a decent washer wow so not happy that yeah no that fix is like saying your basement is flooded and you seal up the door so that no water can get out and then you put a sign on the door that says do not open (laughs) exactly not that is not fixing that is no fix at all that's 
That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and I'm not happy. I can't believe that they're getting away with that. I can't either. I can't believe they're getting away with not fixing it properly, and I can't believe they're getting away with making people pay out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I would, I'm never buying a Samsung washing machine, and I'm like I said last week, I'm going to have to move on and find another TV because who, who knows if you know their TV is going to you know, just become sentient and try to you know, kill me in my sleep some point. <laughs> you never know. Wow. That wraps up our weekend review for this week. And now on to pro now pronunciations, I think is how you say it. Okay, so speaking of pronunciations or what do we say or how do we say it or anything or anything you want to say. What'd you say? What you talking about? Is that what she said? <laughs> That's what he said. Um I've got a few words this week, all of which I've either heard in some form, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's Mm -hmm. on TV, all pronounced differently than I do. All Uh, from this week? All from this week. Okay. So I've got a list of them, and so I'll just start with number one. You ready? Yep. Um, I'm just going to spell it. Sure. S-C-I-N-T-I-L-L-A-T. I-N-G. Scintillating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Scintillating is how I would say it. Yes, but scintillating is how I heard it on TV. No. Yes. That, that now, was somebody making a joke. It had to be. It had to be. Here's why. I think that this one actually was a joke because you know what they were describing? Um, New York City's taxi cab driver's calendar. Okay, I'm trying to, let me see if I can put this together in my mind. Were they describing the calendar and the calendar was of, let's say, scantily clad human beings? Yes. Then that, that's what they're doing. They're making a pun. Yeah, they're pun. They, has to be. It, I, it wasn't punny. What's number two? <laughs> um, number two, it's, it's a disease for, um, a cognitive disease where you have, the person gradually loses their memory. Okay. How would you say that? Uh, starts with A. Yes. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah, and I'm sure many people have heard the way I'm going to say it. Um, that I heard somebody. Can I guess? Yeah. Alzheimer's. No, but I've heard really? that too. Alzheimer's. I've heard with the T, like say it had like it has a T in there somewhere. Uh, kind of. It, it is that, but it's it. It's like the person, the people who say this are putting together Alzheimer's and old-timers. Okay. So they say all-timers. <laughs> like, wait a minute. All-timers? Like, A-L- that's one of the greatest things. He's an all-timer. Yes. He's an all-time baseball player or something like that? Yes. that's what I've never heard that. That's what this person said on the Today Show this week, talking about <laughs> her grandmother. She's, well, maybe she was saying she's an all-timer. She's like she's one of the greats. It, I, well, I'd like to think so, but it was she hit like you know three eighty-five career average. <laughs> no, it was about her grandmother who oh. had recently passed away from Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah. So I've heard that quite a bit. Alzheimer's. <laughs> I'm, that one I've never I'm heard. sure I'm not the only one. Uh, maybe I am, but oh well. <laughs> so the next word, also I heard on TV. Okay. D R. O N, I'm sorry, repeat. D R O W N I N G. Drowning. Yes. 
Want to take okay. a guess at how I heard it? I honestly am trying to think of how I would say this different, differently, and I cannot come up with anything that I can imagine another human being pronouncing it. <laughs> what if What if I said you add a letter? Um, drownings. That's adding a letter. No, drowning. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Drowning. Like with another D in there? Add in the, the D, yeah. That I've never heard. I have heard that before, and I heard it this week, <laughs> and it reminded me, and I got out my little notebook right away and wrote that one down. <laughs> <laughs> we all have notebooks or something. I have to tell you who said that one, because it, uh, it was on the Today... I was able to watch the Today Show yesterday, or Monday, or whatever day it was, and they were promoting this new tour that's starting of, of New Kids on the Block, Boys to Men, and Paula Abdul. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Speaking of drowning yourself. Yeah, and one of the, I think it was Joe, the youngest new kids on the block, Joey McIntyre. Yeah. He said drowning. Who was now, what, like 50 years old? <laughs> Close to it. Drowning is what he said. Hmm. Is that, a, is that maybe like a New York accent? Because I think he's got like he's a from Boston. pronounced. Oh, yeah, what am I saying, New York? He's got like a pretty pronounced Boston accent. He does, he does. And it could be, but I didn't see that on the list John Miller sent us. Okay, and we do have some listeners, John, and a few others that are either from Boston or live in the Massachusetts area, I know, so maybe um, maybe they can give us a heads up on that if they've heard, they hear that a lot more in that area of the country. Yeah, one of those mass holes ought to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Did you see the picture of the shirt that he tweeted? Yes, out? I did. And that was great. And yeah. he, he confirmed John Miller at, I think it's JKM53 maybe, Yep. He he confirmed that mass hole is a term of endearment, and they wear it proudly. Awesome. Um, I would expect nothing less of Bostonians. Right. So the the, the next word I heard on the TK show, and mm-hmm. the reason that I found it interesting is because I think that I've said it incorrectly, or in my, I don't know if I've ever actually said this word out loud, but in my head, it's different than it actually is pronounced. Okay. Um, v a r. M-I-N-T. Okay, this is a word that I would never use either, so I'm, this might be the first time I've said it out loud. Uh, varmint. Say it again. Varmint. Varmint, yeah. I'm kind of, it's almost like a silent N. It's kind of in there a little bit, kind of running it together, so the N almost kind of fades away at the end. Yeah, and that's how I say, I don't think I've ever spelled this word before, mm-hmm. so I always said varmint. No N. And I don't yeah, know. I think that's how I've mostly heard it. I, I know. What, I know the other way that you're going to say it, but I, I think that's the least of the two. Well, but I think it was Ann Hornaday and Gary. They both said it very clearly, varmint. And I had to look it up because I didn't. I'd never heard it pronounced without with the N. So, um, you know, so in your face, varmint. I've never. <laughs> I've never pronounced it that way. It's varmint. I've heard. I've heard it that way. Okay. I've, yeah, but not as much as varmint. Yeah, so that one was interesting to me, which I That's think good. I've had totally wrong my entire life. But you know what? I'm still okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one I also heard on TK's show, but I've heard it in lots of different places. But okay. uh, this last week, all of these, again, were from last week. So it's a, it a gold mine. Um, yeah. P-R-I-M-E-R. I'm going to say that the way I would say it is primer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I think the other way would be primer. Yeah. 
and I say okay. primer too. And so I, when I hear primer, I always feel less fancy. <laughs> Pr- primer just sounds, you know, because prim and proper. I can see why people say primer. Yes. But primer to me is how I guess I grew up. Um, paint primer, you know, primer on the yes. wall. Or a primer, or how they, Anne Hornaday said it. So she was talking about movies. Mm-hmm. But. Was she, was she referring to like, uh, like a, something you should know before going into it or like a synopsis before the story or that kind of thing? Yeah. The, like, pre- like preparation? Yes. Of? Yep. That's how she was referring to it. Now, is that two different words is my question. Oh, uh, good question. Uh, let me use the Google machine. Okay, definition of primer or primer. A small book mm-hmm. for teaching children to read. A small introductory book on a subject. A short informative piece of writing. I don't see anything about paint. Well, you're priming the wall, so. Yeah, but I'm not priming the wall. True. So I think it could be is primer the way you, is that pronunciation just the word prime with you know it's kind of been you know adjusted over the years so that the primer is uh you know prime as in you know single second you know you know like a prime number yeah. yep well is that is that is primer a separate word from that and we just kind of put them together put it together and spelled it the same way so i look at i've got there are two different Two different um, definitions in the dictionary. Primer with the long I, like we're saying it. That's uh-huh. what they're talking about. Substance using as a preparatory coat, preparatory coat on previously unpainted wood, etc. A small pump for pumping fuel. Um, and a couple other ones. And then primer without the long I. And they talk about an elementary textbook that serves as an introduction to a subject. So in this case, according to Google, it's two different words pronounced differently yep because if you look at prime being like the you know number one best quality you know important the you know prime number core you look at like amazon prime they named it that for a reason yes um, and branding yeah. <laughs> trying to, you know yep. trying to just you know um get across we're the best we're the prime we're the, we're the number one um so i'm wondering if you look at prime if in the dictionary if a, another form of that adds an R to it in some form of um, either correct or incorrect usage of the word, basically. I think in in order to make myself not feel so stupid, I'm, I'm going to go with um, primer and primer are two different. I think you could get away with saying them. This, I think you could get away with saying them the same depending yeah. on what definition you use but maybe not i agree because i I wonder if like you said aim was talking about um in relation to a movie or a story yeah i wonder if she was gonna if you're like so if you said hey what are you gonna put on that what coat are you gonna put on that wall before you put the paint on if she would say primer or if she would say primer right in that case if she's going to change her pronunciation based on the usage and the definition of the word and how you're in the context mm-hmm I feel like someone might um, give us a private email about this. Yeah, if you say primer <laughs> for like something that um, prepares you for something, or uh, like you know, one of the definitions of that, 
do you ever say primer when it comes to other things? Yes. Good question. Have you ever seen the movie Primer? I don't think so. You should watch that. I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. That's where I saw it several years ago. Is it's, it Primer it's a, or Primer? It's Primer. Okay. And it is, um, it's a time travel movie. I'm not going to give any more away than that. It's a, it's a very, you know, I mean, they did it for just several thousand dollars, I believe. It's a kind of independent oh. film. Mm-hmm. But so the story is the main thing. Um, I really enjoy it because it's one of those puzzle type movies. Oh. Where it's really the entire time you're just trying to figure out. They're giving you very little information because it starts off and they're talking about this thing that they're building and you have no idea what it is. Oh, okay. It's, um, I don't want to give too much more away, but most people watch it and go, what just happened? So is it It's s- one of those you have to think about for hours after Uh-oh, to okay. sort of understand. So sort of like Inception? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much in that Inception, Memento, um, what's the other, Chris, basically any other Christopher Nolan movie, um, like, uh, and, what's the one I can't think of all of a sudden? Um, the, the Magician one. The uh, Prestige. Oh. Okay. Which is a great one, I too. couldn't have helped you out on that one. I really enjoy those movies. Well, I have to look up Primer on Netflix, not on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Don't watch it when you're sleepy. Okay, I won't. You got to be. You drink like three cups of coffee and watch that thing. Okay, good, good advice. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. What do we know? So, do we have a quiz for this week? Why, yes, we do have a quiz this week. Um, I found one that mm-hmm. mix that incorporates 90s stuff okay. with TV. Oh, I'm with you so far. So can you name these 90s TV themes? And I believe it's 10-second clips. Oh, are we naming the The TV show, show I think, is what we're naming. Based off just hearing... Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, this should be interesting. It should be because... You know, we we say that 90s, even though you say 90s are your weakness, you tend to dominate. So <laughs> now we're putting in TV shows into the mix, which it'll be interesting. Yeah, this should be cool. All right. Well, let's get right into it. All right. Number one. Number one. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know that one, right? Yeah, we can just stop this one. Okay. It's, uh, it's Ted Danson, Shelley Long. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Yep. Um, also right. a jingle. Who jingled that? I think Jerry did about boiling eggs. I think you're right. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it was it was cool. a very funny one. Okay, number two. Number two. I know that one. Oh my gosh, I do know it. I think I know it. Um, okay. This is, this is one of the shows that I watched a lot of reruns of. So I know this one. I certainly feel like I know it, but the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is the Cosby show. No. Um, I think what this is, is the show they were in, it had like one setting. Um, it was a particular time of day. Um, it um let's see involved legal things oh um night court 
Yes. Yeah. Night That's court. what I think it is. Love that show. Yeah. All right. Two for two. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're doing good. Uh, so let's see. Hit play. Number three. Yep. <laughs> I think I know this. Do I know this? You, you was, can predict the future. It was the Cosby show, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I do you too. Do, you do. You, so often that cracks me up, Al. So many times you will say something and then like, you know, the next one or two or three later, it's exactly yeah. what it is. I, I'm, I'm quite prescient. You're just ahead of your time. Yeah. The least that we say about the Cosby show now, the better. Oh, yeah. I won't go into that at all. Yep. Let's just move on to number move four. Move on to number four. There is more to life than what you're living. So take a chance. Take a chance and face the wind. Um. Um. Brand new life. life around brand the band. Yep. Oh boy. I certainly know it, but I. I'm having trouble thinking the name of the show now. Do you know who's in it? I can see the intro in my mind. I'm trying to get through it. Yeah, isn't he like walking on the city street with a briefcase and. I think so. Gosh, I cannot believe I can't come up with this all of a sudden. I know, it's tough. Is it Who's the Boss? You know, I think you're right. Try it. Yep, that's right. Good guess. All Very right. good. You get that one. I don't get points for that one. Oh, well, I already gave them to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get points for that one. I didn't, I would not, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm, it might've taken me too long to come around to that. That was good. All right. Next one. All right. Uh, next. Streaks on the china <laughs> never mattered before. Who cares when you drop kicked your jacket as you came through the door. Okay. Do you know that one? Is that Mr. Belvedere? I think so. Okay, let me... I certainly recognize the theme song, and I think that's right. Yes, that is right. I love that show, too. (laughs) Yeah. I love the little dumb waiter they had in the house. And (laughs) when I mean... I'm not saying... Okay, (laughs) should we move on? (laughs) Yes. All right, next one. Is this number I think it's number six. All right. Show me that smile, Oh, yeah. Is that, um, I know the name of the show. I'm going to try to guess the name of the people singing this. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that, um, is that Diane Warren who sang? That's what friends are for? No, that was, no, um, that's Dionne Dion Warwick. Warwick. <laughs> I'm talking about. Oh, um, Diane Warren, very famous songwriter. Yes. Um, let's see. Well, first of all, have we established the show? This... Yeah, it's Growing yeah, Pains. Growing Pains, right? Kirk Cameron Absolutely. and Alan Thicke. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, and, I uh, have no idea. Tracy Lord, Not Tracy Trace, Lord. Tra- Tracy Gold. <laughs> Tracy Gold. <laughs> and um, Leonardo DiCaprio got his start on that show. Yeah. Wasn't he like the kid that came in? Like they... Yes. They did the old, like what the Simpsons make fun of with Poochie, where... When the show gets aged and you don't really know what to do, you bring in a cute kid yeah. or an animal. Yep, yep, yeah. that's that was he, him. He was the he was he might have been was he? No, he couldn't have been the original for that. They surely did that before that on these sitcoms. I don't. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that probably was done before. I have no idea who sings this song. But Deanne, De- Deanne, Diane Warren. I wouldn't be surprised if she did write it. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Jennifer Warren's. 
That's who it was. Jennifer Warren. Jennifer Warren's. Who sang on like the um because what I was gonna say is wasn't she the one who sang on like the Dirty Dance Dancing soundtrack? I don't know. Yeah, maybe you might be right about that. I'll have to give it to you because I have no idea. And you're probably right, let's face it. Yep, she did Time of My Life with Bill Medley. Oh, she did? Dancing. Okay. Yes. Yes. And nice. also Good job. Up Where We Belong with Joe Cocker. Oh, yeah. From An Officer and a Gentleman. Yep. Great song. I didn't, real, I didn't know her name. Yeah, and uh, B.J. Thomas was the other guy I was trying to think of that, that sang. He's the, he's the other one in that Growing Pain song. Oh, yeah, I would have never gotten that. B.J. Anderson. Was... <laughs> All I could think of was B.J. and the Bear. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which what number are we on? Six, maybe? One, two, three, four, five. That was six, seven. Seven. Number seven. Song. Oh my gosh, I, I, I know it think. too. I don't think I'm going to get that one. I, I certainly we'll remember the either. song. We might have to come back to that one. Okay. All right, uh, next. I know this from that chorus. Um. I know it too. I remember watching this show. It was two dudes. Yeah. Um, is it Perfect Strangers? Yes. Starring... Bronson uh, Pinchot. Yes. From who was... Who got famous from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Surge. Yes. Uh, I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, he went on to host like... I think it's the same guy who hosted like game shows, kids game shows on Nickelodeon. Mark something. Mark this, no, not, no, no. Mark Summers? No, not Mark Summers. Oh. Um he did I'm gonna look Because he's here. also a Nickelodeon. He's the host of Double Dare. I think his name was yes. Mark Summers. I can't think you're right. I can't think of this other guy's name. I thought his name was Mark something. Whatever his name is, I I um don't know, but I swear I'm watching a show right now and, and he's in it. And Yeah, he's still acting, I think. He looks like him. And I can't even remember the show that I'm watching now that had him in it. But it was he looks totally different than he did when he was on Perfect Strangers. But I, that's all I see when I look at him is that guy. Mark Lynn Baker is his name. Oh, you're right about the Mark. Totally mm-hmm. disgusting. Mark. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Marklin Baker. In... Oh, I know the name of the. Sh- I know the show that I think he's in. Red Oaks. Oh, is that an Amazon show? Yeah, I've seen that come up, but I didn't know. I haven't actually watched it. Oh, I love it. It's really, it's really funny. It's a really cute little cool. thirty-minute show based in the eighties. Oh, nice. I like shows in the eighties. This is he's from the second season. I'm pretty sure he plays the rabbi. I think that's him. Now, now, I, now that I can put a face to a name, Mark Lynn Baker, I ought to look it up. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> well, you're, you're right. That's Mark Summers. This yeah. guy. I, I don't know why I thought he was on Nickelodeon game shows. Well, he kind of had, had the curly hair like Mark Summers did. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Number nine? Is that what this is? Number nine. Number nine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, hmm. That could be anything, first off. Yeah, I don't think I... I don't think I can come up with that. I kind of rep- recognize it, but I, I can't tell you the name of the show. Yeah, I think I could be here guessing forever on that one. All right, let's move on then. Number 10. Mm. I don't think I'm going to get this one either. You know what? This is. I was going to say um, The Jeffersons, but that's not a 90s show. That's definitely not the Jeffersons. No, it's yeah. the Jeffersons was had a great theme song. Um, yes, move it on up, right? Moving on yeah, up, yeah. Which I believe Brad, Brad did, singled. yeah. But I think this song, it, this is maybe from the '90s um, show, which we know that I'm I'm stalling. Uh, I think I, I think it's oh. I think it's called Amen. It's it's um with Sherman Hemsley from yes that's why I'm making that connection from the Jeffersons. He plays yeah. a deacon, and I think it's called Amen. Yeah, that that sounds right to me. Did you type it in? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, good. Now that was a deep recall for me. Yeah, that was really good. I, I'm okay with you getting Mark Lynn Baker now. <laughs> <laughs> and if I wasn't okay with it, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's do one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's do six more. The rest of this. Okay. Side. All right. Got so it. number eleven. Sure. Alright. Oh yeah. Sinatra. Yes. Even without him singing, we know that one. Yeah, love and marriage, married with children. Mm Mm-hmm. Starring Ed O'Neill. Yes. And um Katie Seagal. And Christina Applegate. Yep. And uh what's his face? David Faustino, if I remember. Very good. Yes. Yeah. That would have been tough for me to get. Yeah. All right. One of those throwback shows that was almost part of the charm of it was how cheaply yes. inexpensive it actually looked on the screen. That was one of the shows that I liked to watch and my mom did not want me watching. Oh, yeah. I remember that was a big deal. Um, these are from the 90s, right? I yeah, 90s. I can't remember if it was 80s or 90s. That I remember it being a big deal of... Oh, people, you know, that's that's a despicable show. That's mm-hmm. immoral. You shouldn't watch that. And you look back at it now and you're like, this is nothing. Oh, yeah. She had the same <laughs> feelings on my um, obsession with Madonna. She did not like me liking Madonna. Uh, I remember when The Simpsons came out that people threw a fit about that yep. because it was, it's a cartoon. It shouldn't be, they shouldn't be saying those things. It shouldn't be adult oriented. And I'm like, you don't know, what, uh, first off, you don't know what adult oriented means. Yeah. And now look where but, we yeah. are. Yeah. All right. Next one. Are you saying that they were right? Um, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, look where we are. Look where we are. Yeah, they may be pushing the envelope and see where we end up. Yeah, good point. You want to look? That's more in the advertising, marketing. What's wrong with our society? Yeah, as we get old, our job is to to you know complain about young kids and all the terrible stuff they're doing. That's that's the way of the world. That's that's the way this is set up. That's the way it works. Exactly. All right, uh, number 12. Okay. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy. I got this one. Pretty sure I know this one. Even though they didn't play like the most recognizable part of the song. This is, um, you're right, they didn't get to that part. This is um, the San Francisco-based show, right? Um, Correct. With, with Candace Stamos. Cameron and Stamos. Um, 
Bob Saget. Yeah. Um, all a uh, family. They made a. There's a show. There's I think a it's new on Netflix. Netflix yeah. Um, that is a. That is a. Full House. Sort of a. Yes. Yeah. And the Olsen twins. I was going to say it's an extension. Oh, yeah. I forgot they were on this. But they are not on. It's a big deal that they declined to come on the reunion type show. Hmm. That, no, this, the reunion thing is it's not. It's an actual new series. Yeah. It's not a reunion. I, I misspoke. I watched the first couple episodes. And I'm like, I can't do this. I didn't watch it because I didn't watch the original show to begin with. Oh, I did. I really liked that show. I just never. Was never my thing for some reason. Well, it was certainly the one of the most corniest shows to ever be on TV. Maybe that's my problem yeah. with it. Even as a kid, I was like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Yep. Oh, yeah. Definitely know this one. Yep. Is that Aretha Franklin? Sounds like her, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I know this show. I, I didn't realize... Until right now, that that was a re- that could have been possibly Aretha Franklin singing the theme song. It it certainly sounds like her. Um, but that is the spinoff of the Cosby Show, A Different World, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dwayne. Uh, um. Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne. Yeah. With the flip up little flip up glasses. glasses. Yep. <laughs> yep. Let me. I'm going to look that up right now to see if that was Aretha Franklin. Performed perform by Aretha Franklin in seasons two through five, and Boys to Men in season six. Oh, I don't remember the Boys to Men cut. I think my brain is trying to make that connection now, so I can say that yeah, I that seems familiar, but yeah, I couldn't have told you that before. It's one of those where since you told me that it was that it was a fact, now I, now I can remember it. <laughs> if you've ever had that moment before. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Last one. Uh, one, two, three more. Oh, three more. Okay. All right, here we go. What would you do oh, yeah. Speaking of Joe Cocker from before. Yeah. Now who's the prescient one? Yeah, exactly. Um, that, this was one of my favorite shows in the 90s. Yeah, I like this show. Um, go ahead. You, you say it. The Wonder Years. Yes, Fred Savage. Mm-hmm. Whoever played Winnie Cooper, <laughs> I can't remember. Danica, uh, what? Oh, Whoever? Danica, are, are you kidding me? Danica, right? Danica McKellar. McKellar, yes. Are you kidding who is me? Now, who is now a very well-known, has like a PhD in math, writes books on math. Oh, does she? Very, you know, high-profile mathematician. Didn't know that, but I like it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, super smart, so. I like that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next. I'm going to go with um, some blue collar okay. sitcom because of the song. Yeah, but this is so, I know this. Oh, yes, I know it. I, yeah, you're right. It's a blue collar show. Uh-huh. Do you know the answer? My guess would be a famous blue-collar sitcom from the 90s would be John Goodman. Yes, that's the one. Roseanne. Yeah. Roseanne, yeah. yep. Speaking of Roseanne. Yeah? Roseanne Cash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. Two totally different people. Yeah, exactly. 
One can sing you really. You do not well. want to go to a. You do not want to go to a concert where Roseanne Barr is singing. No, you don't. No. All right, last one. Last one. I could take a guess at this based on that it sounds like a college, like team fight song. It it definitely does, and I. Here's another one where I. I remember it. You know, I know the song, but can I make the connection to the actual show? In no way am I remembering this song as part of the show. I am of the of, of what I would guess it would be. I'm just only going based on. Okay, this is the only show that comes to mind. This is the first show that comes to mind when I think okay, college football. Um, or college basketball. I'm, I just naturally go college football. Um, so that's why I would guess this guess I'm, I'm gonna, that I'm going to guess. College football? Yep. College uh, sports. Um, there's only one show that I can think of that comes to mind that is like that. that's what the show is kind of centered around. A sitcom from the 90s. I watched this show quite a bit. Uh, I don't remember this being the theme song, though, to be honest with you. Okay. But, you know, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like, the, you know, a theme, a fight song for Sure, it university. sounds like a pep, pep band or... Um, yep. Okay, what about a clue of the song that you think, or the show um, you think it is? It starred... And I'll tell you if you're right. It starred... Um, what's his name? Craig T. Nelson. You're right. It's Coach. Yes. Yep, that's it. Very good. Well, that was totally context guessing. Well, it was a good, good guess. Because I mean, that's a that's such a generic. Da, 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 da. So, did you type it in to make sure? I think it. it ha- I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, we did pretty well. So, yeah, I think you beat me on that. Or if it, it was close, it was tied. If nothing else. <laughs> yeah, tied. Well, let's go with tied. <laughs> I think the last one there, I don't know that I get credit for that. Although I, I did come up with the word coach. You didn't say it. Well, that, that was going to be my guess. I was trying to give you a hint. I know you did. I know. <laughs> but you definitely got, um, was it Amen? Amen. That I wouldn't yeah. have. And, and that's what it was. The ones we missed, uh, number one, two, three, four, five, six. Number seven was the Hogan family. Oh, yep. Which I never watched, so I wouldn't have got that. Oh, that was... Um... Jason Bateman was in that, one of his very mm-hmm. first shows, I think. Yep. And I think Valerie Bertinelli was in that. That was after Silver Spoons, though, right? Oh, yeah, after Silver Bateman Spoons. Bateman was in Silver yeah. Spoons with Ricky Schroeder. Yes, Ricky Schroeder. I always remember that show because they rode that, he had that train in his house. I know, I love that train. Vic, and As a kid, I was like, that's like the epitome of I'm a rich kid. Oh, yeah. And Alfonso Ribeiro? Alfonso Rivero, yep. what was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Carlton. Yes, Carlton from Fresh Prince. He was in that. Um, the other ones we missed, uh, Head of the Class was the um, like uh, oh. the one that you said sounds familiar that didn't have any words. It's, yeah. it's very, you know, I s- that makes sense for that show. I saw that show, but I didn't love that show. Who was the teacher? Because like, wasn't, there, wasn't there someone who was famous before the show that was the teacher of that show, like in the class? Because it was basically a, a high school or a college class, right? Yeah. I don't remember who she was. I can't really picture I was, anybody I in, in that. Oh, it was a dude? I thought it was a guy. 
See, I can't picture anybody in that show except for there was, wasn't there a girl with like long reddish hair? Red hair, yeah. Yeah. And there was, you know, it was, that show was um, basically collect people from different looks and put them together. And it, it was very, I've seen it, but I never really watched it, if that makes any sense. Uh, it does make sense because I feel like I watched a few episodes, but never, you know, watched it religiously like some of these other shows that we went yeah. over. And then, Amen, you got that. Amen. Sherman Hemsley. Yes. And then I think we got the rest of them. Yes, we got the rest of them. It was Different World, Full House, Mary Children, Full House, Different World, Wonder Years, Roseanne, and Coach. So we got them. Nice. So we missed basically two that we couldn't come up with. Not bad. And I don't feel bad about that because I never watched either of those shows. So I don't feel bad about it either. So as far as I'm concerned, they're not any good or they don't exist. <laughs> exactly. Because I didn't watch them. If they're not in my life, you don't exist, hey. Exactly. Got to look out for number one. Yes. Self-serving, self-centered, self-promotional. That's what we're all about here on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Let's talk about Fantasy FB. Let's talk about our Littles League. Let's talk about all the good teams and the bad beats from last week. Let's talk about specs. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about fantasy football. Welcome to another fantasy football deep dive. Of course, as always, is with us our guest, expert analyst, Mr. Robert Berg. Guest is nice. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're our guest. So I'm just about done. With fantasy football or? Yeah. I'm, (laughs) well, in this particular season as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm. I would need a miracle to make the playoffs at this point. You're ahead of me now. I I don't see how, but yeah, I. It's shocking. To Ezekiel me. Elliott and Doug Baldwin. Yep. yep. And occasionally Des Bryant. A little bit of Des Bryant, just a pinch. Yep. And Latavius Murray. Actually, it's helpful yeah. to play against the Steelers' defense. Yeah. I find that that's yeah. Yeah, that was actually a good game. I mean, I wanted the Steelers to win, of course, but that was an actual actual good game, finally. I didn't uh, even watch Sunday. it. It was good. It was back and forth, competitive. I mean, I've heard Not it. much defense. Yeah, but. I've heard it was uh, interesting. I, I barely watched it. I, I did watch a little bit. I, I took some um, pumpkin cheesecake ice cream over to a friend of mine and her kids. Oh, cool. So, and then um, my buddy and I watched some... I think I I might have watched until halftime, but I was playing with the kids too. And, and pumpkin then, yeah. cheesecake and then, ice cream. I can't let that pass. What? You don't like pumpkin <laughs> cheesecake? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not sure so. I've ever had it. I don't That's know if I've ever had of... pumpkin cheesecake. I certainly haven't Who... had pumpkin cheesecake ice cream. Who equivocates on that? Like you, you. I'm sure that you can figure out what it might taste like. Yeah, I don't. I'm I, not a big fan of. I pumpkin. don't think I'd love it. Do you like pumpkin pie? It's okay. No. I don't okay, love then, it. Then it would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. It. Sorry. You don't like it? So, Jason, you don't like pumpkin pie? Mm, it's, yeah. I can take it or leave it. Oh, my God. 
Well, and I'm not really a big fan of ice cream either, so that that's what? two strikes against me on that one. Yeah, I, I don't like ice okay. cream. Okay. <laughs> so on that note, should we go right this into the standings? Off to a really rocky start. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's so after ten weeks, um, where are we now? Yes. We've got uh, Patrick and KJ are tied atop the fat and old division at seven and three. Mm-hmm. Let's see who's DC plausibly. I that's always Shad. get Joe and Shad mixed up. Okay, so Shad that's is Shad. five, four, and one. Jason is five and five. Mm-hmm. Adam five hundred. Adam is four and six. Um, John has lost six in a row. He's three and seven. <laughs> That's rough. Carol somehow wow. has three wins. One of them was against me. That was the lowest point of my season. Yeah, he's also I three and seven. And then um, Florida Man Friday, two and eight. That's uh, Jeff and Will, right? Yeah. Yeah. Other division, Joe is up atop the the lead now at mm-hmm. seven two and one, and almost in a tie with him is Claire and Spike, both at seven and three. Yep. Uh, Brendan, oh god, Brendan is at six and four. Todd is at five four and one. I'm at four five and one. Tracy is at three and seven. Jamie is at three and seven. So mm-hmm. we've got five. We've got five teams that have no chance, and I would I would say everybody with seven wins is probably looking pretty good. I don't I don't see how yeah, I think so. those teams won't get to eight, which means there's one playoff spot left, and that would be Steamburg. Oh, yep. That was my next question to see who we thought the likely playoff uh, teams were or are. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope for Shed. Uh, he's only half game behind. I'm hoping Shad can make it. Although Jason could theoretically make it. I played Steenburgen this week. Oh Ooh. man. Okay, you got to kneecap him. Yeah. So I could do myself a favor and do the entire rest of the league a favor at the same time. Sure. <laughs> well, everybody, whenever they play him, could do a favor. Yeah. Yes. But especially this week, because that could really hurt his chances. Yeah. If if I'm not going to make the playoffs, at least if he doesn't, because I've heard he's insufferable <laughs> whenever he's doing well. Yes. So, <laughs> so you think Patrick? Me. I think you two are. Yeah, I think you're. You guys are in. And yeah. then Joe on the other in the other division, Claire, and Spike. Yep. How many people make the division? How many people probably. are in the playoffs? Six. 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 Six total. Six. Six in the playoffs. The winner of each division, I believe, gets a bye. Yep. So okay, so there's you're eight You're behind total. Patrick in points, so you need right. to catch up, which is one of the reasons why we can't agree to not start a kicker this week. Yes. I understand that. There. So... See, Rob uh, and I play each other this week, Jason. Oh, yeah, oh, I guess okay. he might not have known that, yeah. So she didn't want to cut her kicker, which means she's learned nothing from me. <laughs> she's like why don't we just not have a kicker because i because mine was on a buy too my san diego um, whoever that rambo lambo um i don't know yep. uh, josh lambo yeah. that's it and who's your kicker kj uh the guy from falcons oh uh, she had bryant bryant and he's done well for me and i yeah. knew that by asking rob i would simultaneously irritate him oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and maybe make him go for it but no no dice uh, you, we, yeah, we can't. Even if even if I was tempted, I couldn't let you do that. I know you couldn't. Oh my! I God. knew your response was going to be, "He's just a kicker." Oh, did you? 
Yes, I did. And you know, oh, okay. you told Shad, you, you didn't tell him directly, but you said he shouldn't have drafted a kicker as high as he did, and he's looking like he's going to make the playoffs. Uh, it's not because of that. No, though. but I'm just it's saying. Not because of that. Kicker and defense. He's the one Actually, that drafted those high, right? Both was that Shad that did that? Yes, that was. Yeah. I think it was back-to-back rounds. It was. Mm-hmm. Defense and kicker or kicker and defense. So you're saying it. those two are not the reason that he's doing so well? <laughs> those draft picks? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. In spite of those draft picks. All right, he's so doing I'm going to guess that was were those rounds eight and nine? I think it was before that. Really? I thought it was like six and seven something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. Seven and eight. Really? Doesn't it have a draft list in yeah, there? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Check this? No, he took Deshaun Jackson in the sixth round. Okay. Um, Jason Witten in the seventh. Yeah, he didn't do that. He took the Broncos in the eighth. There it is. So it was eighth and ninth. Then and then in the ninth skipper. round. Yeah, right. Didn't he take Vinatieri in the ninth? Yep, there it is. Vinatieri in the ninth yes. round. <laughs> Who's oh, now, he, he had to drop him at some point, probably because they had probably, a bye. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's. Oh, do what? we hear it? <laughs> Cricket round one. You're the one that asked about this. <laughs> <laughs> you just cricketed your own question. Oh my God. <laughs> we had the question answered. That's fine. We have to use the cricket. So I'm done. I am, I'm really done with, with redraft fantasy football. I, I hate yeah. it. I'm helping a buddy. So you're just going to play Dynasty now? I'm just oh. going to play my Dynasty team. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Because it's fun. You know, I get to follow the NFL draft, and we have our rookie draft, and I have to know all the players. And um, we play eight defensive players, eight offensive players, so that part of it's fun. I just, mm-hmm. I, I hate this. Starting seven actual players and then a defense and kickers. I mean, it's just, and then I hate my life when I lose. And what's the, what? why? Sure. You just need to be like me and just not really care that much. One I way can't or the do other. that. Just be like whatever. I can't do that. I mean, it's it's, I've had, it's the, I have no choice. It's the it's the what is it? Three K, the background radiation of the universe. Like it's just yes. always there. It's always there, yeah. and it's everywhere, um, spread out through my brain. Yeah. Then I would suggest Dynasty League. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Um, but the thing is, it it in some ways it's less work though. Like every week we have to look at waivers. Yeah. But in Dynasty, because we have big rosters, we just build good rosters. You don't really have to worry about bye weeks because you already have players you can use. Right. You know, and it's the it's the sheer number of teams in the league where if you have a bye week, if you have three or four players on a bye week and you have to go pick somebody up, you're looking at you know guys that are third and fourth string, and most of the list of Running backs, when I went to look last week, were on IR or out. That's the reason they weren't on somebody's roster. Right, right. There are, That's at the top of the list. There are a couple players out there that I would like to pick up and just stash, but yeah. there aren't a lot. Last year, there were more. Yeah. But this year, there, there aren't a lot. No. no so, everybody's taken. Yeah. People have, I think people have done a better job this year than last year, but. I agree. And Patrick, like, our commissioner, blames you. I don't. I don't think it's us. I don't. How many people in the league even listen to us? I don't know. I'd say maybe half, probably. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I. I don't think so. I. I don't think that really maybe has not. anything to do with. It. I think it's probably experience. Maybe some of these people hadn't played in a while. So we haven't. Um, we haven't done this for a couple of weeks for just for scheduling reasons and, and things like that, but. 
What do you have any biggest surprises that have happened in the last couple of weeks? Biggest yeah, I'm upsets? not going to make the playoffs. You think, but that is a, is that a surprise to you? Yes, yes. Okay. I can't remember the last time I didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, what? Um, I just yeah, don't. who did you lose to a couple of weeks ago that I was like shocked? Oh, Carol. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Carol, that, that stunned Carol me. Carol went out and picked up. We did that episode, right? I don't uh-uh. think we talked after that one. Where he picked up Kaepernick, Dewan Harris, he had Richard Matthews, and no. they put up like 70 points between the three of them or something. It was No, re- we, we didn't record anything that no. week. But I, I saw him taunt you on Twitter. I must have been complaining yeah. to people at work then. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds familiar. But there was yeah. a point that I was up like 20 points. It was like 48 to 28. And yeah. then it was 48 to 35. And then I refreshed, and it was forty nine to forty two, and then I refreshed, and it was forty nine to forty five, or, or it like just rolled over. It just kept refreshing, and then it was sixty six to forty nine. Like, what is going on here? What happened? <laughs> what happened? And then it was, and then it was just away. There was a period of like fifteen minutes where his team scored like sixty points, and I was done. I was wow. just done. Wow. He had just he had killed me in in a period of like. It seemed literally like 20 minutes of real time. Now, maybe it wasn't, yeah. but it, it sure seemed like that. And, I mean, if I had a bat in my hand, I would have just broken everything in sight. I was what? I was livid. Like, I can't believe yeah, I'm going to lose to Connolly. How is it possible? He had, Not only that, he hadn't even been paying attention. He, like There were a couple weeks where he was starting people that were on bye, or he had starters that were on his bench that were... He just wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. And yeah, then well, the... he he c- cuts some dead weight, he picks up some flyers, and they all come through. Oh, he also had Phil Dawson, I think. He had the he had the San Francisco's kicker, and San Francisco was down by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and kicked a field goal. What? And I, I think it was like it was like a fifty yarder, and he got five points what? from it or something. It was wow. just it was insane. And then this past week, I swear to God, I was going to do this. I thought, you know what, I should be able to win this week. I don't have a good defensive matchup. I'm going to sit the Cowboys. I was going to sit the Cowboys, and then I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to need every point that I can possibly get for tiebreakers. So I'll play them, right. and even if I only get a couple points, like I need them. They got me minus three. If I'd have sat them, I'd have won. Yep. And that's the kind of year it's been for me. Because you tied Todd, right? I did. And I, Jay Cutler, I mean. Yeah, that was bad. Seven points. When I checked in, Jay Cutler, to to the the first time I checked in, I think I got home at like 140 or something like that, Eastern time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been paying attention. I didn't watch football all day. I, I just, I don't even care about the NFL this year. And I didn't care about Same anything here. this week. And Cutler has minus four. I'm like, what could possibly have happened <laughs> that he had minus four after the first quarter? That's two interceptions, two, right? Two fumbles or two interceptions? He had two interceptions, a fumble, <laughs> and 50 yards passing. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Smoking Jay. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's David Carr's or Derek Carr's bye week. I had to pick up somebody, yeah. but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. So that's rough. That's a rough two weeks right there. So what is this giving? Look, we talked about this last year, the last few weeks of the season. Like, what is this contributing mm-hmm. to to our lives? <laughs> Except Inks. frustration and something to complain about. And maybe pay, I j- just uh, and I can't turn it off. See, that's the thing. 
Yeah. Like, my psyche is defective. I'm such an addict for this that I can't turn it off. I just can't play redraft anymore. I just can't allow myself to do it. It's sort of like yeah. people who can't not eat sweets if they're in the house. So you just can't buy them. Just yeah. don't right. bring them in. Yeah. Yeah, I have things like that that I just know better than to what's, eat. What's yours? Who cares about football? Let's talk about you. What? Wh- I would probably say it's um, having, like, soda, like cola, like Coke in the house. Yeah, but you call everything Coke, even if it's, like, ginger ale. No, but I'm specifically talking about Coke. Okay. I don't really drink so, Okay, so if there's Coke in but the house. I'll drink it. What if it's warm? I'm going to drink it. I don't care. I'm going to drink it. Wow, warm? And if it's Diet Coke, which I hate, I'll drink it. If it's, KJ can attest yes. to this, if it's Pepsi or Diet Pepsi, which I also hate even more than Diet Coke, if it's here, I'm drinking it. I just I just know. So cola. If, if there's cola yes. in the house, you're drinking it. Soft drinks, yeah, sodas, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. See, I don't even like and, them. I I'm that's ice cream for you. I, I I never drink soda. Like literally yeah, you, never drink soda. So if you had like, you know, gallons of ice cream in the house, would you eat it all at once or would could do you No. It has to be a flavor yeah. I like. Probably has to be yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Maybe Hagen Dazs. Yeah. But that's See, it. I am even it doesn't it doesn't even matter if I like the soda. If it's like you said wow. it's ginger ale or anything. If it has I mean ginger ale doesn't have caffeine, but if it has caffeine and sugar and you know, high fructose corn syrup, I'm drinking it. <laughs> or some sort of like, you know, sweetener. I'm drinking it. I just am. Oh. It's just I know better, so I, I buy one a day or two a day right. and that's all I'd buy. KJ, what's your thing? Uh well I can similar it with Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. I'm not gonna drink a regular Pepsi if it's in the fridge. But mine would be any type of sweet, specifically milk duds. Oh, milk duds. If oh, milk duds okay. are in the house, I will eat the whole box without stopping. Now, is it any kind of chocolate or is it just milk duds? I like most chocolate, but milk duds are a problem. Mm. Is it the caramel or is it just the, the way that milk duds taste? It's like, is the it whole specific? package. My favorite candy bar oh. is probably um, Heath or Score because I like the toffee. Oh, Oh, uh, yeah. Those are good. But right now, it's Milk Duds. That kind of mm. ebbs and flows. I might get on a kick with something else, but I can't have any of that stuff in the house or I'm dead meat. I, I never buy yeah. candy, no. but Me sometimes at work, there's a guy, Walter, he actually, he play, he, we, he and I talk about fantasy sometimes, mm-hmm. and he always has a bowl of candy out for his department. I just, it's his thing. And so occasionally, like at the end of the night, I'll stop by and it's normally like minis. And, you know, sometimes like a a Snickers is about as low as I'll go. Like that's acceptable. But one one candy bar that I actually like is, uh, what's it called? Take Five, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Those are good. It's really good. Yes. And I'm not a domestic chocolate kind of guy. But, oh, you like foreign <laughs> chocolate. But take five. My sister uh, and I were in, I forget exactly, I think we were in Frankfurt. We were in a hotel that we were leaving, and they had a gift shop, and they had some uh, chocolate. And I think it wasn't just like Belgian by um, mm-hmm. method, but all it was from Belgium. Yeah. And it was, and we, we ate it on the way home, and it was unbelievable. I mean, it was just yeah. so damn good. Yeah, Belgium chocolate is excellent. Oh, my God. And then I had some really good chocolate in Paris last year, too. Really good. Yeah. As you say, domestic chocolate, It you almost have to, for me, you have to put some sort of, like, caramel or toffee or nuts in it. Right. Like a Snickers, in order for me to really, 
you know, enjoy eating it. I mean, I'll eat anything practically if it's got sugar in it. But um, <laughs> right. I'm, I, I am with you that the you know international chocolate is it's it's a better it's a better deal. I didn't sure. get I didn't, I didn't really get a whole lot of great chocolate in Japan though. Oh and it's, no! Yeah, it's what I what I had what I really enjoy in Japan is the beer. There we go. Oh, chocolate! I got you the cric- move I got cricket. Chocolate <laughs> and beer. What are you talking about? I thought you didn't. You don't. You don't drink beer, do you? I don't. Oh, you don't. I will. I I drink whenever I go out of the country. I drink beer because it's either I I drink water. I drink a lot of water and a lot of coke, and I don't want to drink coke all the time. And so when I travel around, I drink beer a lot if I go outside the oh, country. Oh, okay. And so when I went to Japan, I drank beer the entire time. I mean, I'm not drinking like a six pack. I'm drinking you know one or two as I'm sure. eating a meal. Sure. Uh, and Japanese beer, it's Asahi, is one the one I really like. Is really good. Okay. Hmm. Are you sticking with your original prediction of Spike? Versus me in the final game. Winston plays New Orleans in week 16. So Winston and Evans right there. That could be yep. big points. Willie Sneed plays Tampa Bay. That could be big points. Um, you do not seem to have a tight end. No. You should pick up Ladarius Green, I think. You want me to pick I, him I up think... right before you and I play each other? Yeah. Okay. Look, he's going to have a good game at some point, and then somebody is going to pick him up, and he's not, not going to be available. So. Right. You might actually start Fedorowicz. The reason mm-hmm. you're you're picking up Green is by the end of the season, he could be the second or third target in the passing game, and he could be – and um, God, what's his name? Jesse James might be the second string tight end. And at okay. that point, mm-hmm. like any given week, Green could put up 20 points and score two touchdowns. Well, he's so, on my roster now, and Tannehill's gone. Okay, good. All right, so I do think that you still have a chance, but you really need Gurley to start putting up some good games, and I don't know what the odds of that happening are. Uh, let's look at the other playoff teams real quick. Patrick, he doesn't have good running backs. Cole, he's starting Cole Beasley. His roster's not good. Yours is better than his, so I don't worry about him. Um, <laughs> let's see. Famous last word. Shad. Yep. Shad has Rawls. Rawls could end up beating out ProSize and giving him. He's starting Damian Williams. He's got Beckham. Um, oh, his roster's not great. I like your roster better than his. Yeah, I do too. Um, let's see. Claire. Oh, Claire. DeMarco, Spencer Ware, Crabtree, Gronkowski. She's got Ryan Matthews on the bench, Kenneth Dixon. I'm going to go with Claire over you. Okay. But you might not have to play her until the championship if she gets there. Um, Let's see. That's Joe, right? Matt Ryan, David Johnson. I traded Jordan Howard to him. He's got Diggs, Jordan Reed. He's got a couple holes that I don't like. He does have T.Y. Hilton. Theo Riddick, and he's pretty good. I think you two are comparable. Um, Spike, Andrew Luck. Boy, as as the Browns keep going, Crowell's value just keeps dropping. Um, Robert Kelly is emerging as the starter there. I'm wondering if Keith Marshall is going to get on the field for Washington. He's somebody to keep an eye on. Alan Hearns, boy, Jacksonville's in a... Uh. Mm-hmm. Ebron, Frank Gore. Oh, he's got Julio. Julio's on a bye. Yes, and they, he just real smart pickup, and I don't know if it. I'm guessing it was Spike. He picked up Sammy Watkins, who could be available for the playoffs. Now I don't know that he's going to be right with his foot, 
again, could have weather. Tyrod Taylor doesn't really scare me as a quarterback. So no. I don't know that that's going to be a game changer, but Sammy Watkins could have a good game for him. Um, Brendan, I'm not even going to look at his roster. <laughs> and is that all the seven win teams? I think yep. so. I think you have as good a chance as anybody. Well, I think the sneaky pick could be Jason. The f- yeah, Jason? Right. You mean yes. Jason Fuse? Jason Fuse. <laughs> he's crushing people. The last two weeks, he's just been crushing. He got okay, 40 let's... points from Ezekiel Elliott alone last week. Okay, let's look at the uh, roster of Mr. Jason Fuse. Andy Dalton is a quarterback. No. Yeah, Tyrod no. Taylor is a backup. No. Okay, so he's already at a loss as a disadvantage at quarterback. Zeke, again, I believe that I said on our preview show he could be the number one guy in fantasy, period. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Although I also said Gurley would be close Uh on my running backs, and that did not turn out to be the case. One out of two. Ah, 50-50. Latavius Murray, don't love Murray. Des Bryant could... Murray put up like 35 a couple weeks ago. That'll be be it, though. Murray is not going to have that job for very... He doesn't look good. I, it, no. You can't predict. You can't predict fantasy based on the numbers that people have. You have to project their skills, their talent in the offense, and whether they're going to keep that job. There are two other running backs that are probably almost as good as Latavius Murray, which means right. long term it's really shaky. Now, yeah, he could give you three one-yard touchdown runs, but what are the odds that the Raiders are going to have that again? And by the way, thanks a lot because that probably cost me a win. <laughs> I got no touchdowns from Carr that week. Right. Murray got yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Stills, Eddie Royal. Um, his bench is garbage. No. No on Jason. Okay. Brandon LaFell. Why is Brandon LaFell even in your starting lineup? Because him and Dalton. That's not a thing. They w- Don't do that. <laughs> they won me two weeks like that. The reason that KJ's doing That's it the is That's the only reason Evans- I win. She's a top. He, Mike Evans is a top five wide receiver. You would start him no matter what. You don't start a receiver just because you have the quarterback. Well, when I don't have anybody else, I do. Kenny Stills <laughs> is probably a better start than LaFell. Now that Tyler Eifert is back, you got to get him out of your lineup. I actually want you to make the playoffs. I don't even know why. Just you have to get LaFell out of your lineup. Kenny Stills could give you 16 points any given week. He's always sure. he could get an 80 yard touchdown. Anytime, at any point in the game. Chris Hogan. I would rather you had Chris Hogan in the game. Yeah, I don't know what happened with him. He, he just never never came around. Never. He had like one or two breakout games. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Was he was it. on the Bills, and the Bills said, no, oh, we don't need this guy. That's what happened yeah. to him. Yeah. Yep. Maybe so. So, oh, God. And now I'm looking at my roster. <laughs> my, my, my phone died, but here's my cricket impersonation. That wasn't bad. That was not bad. (laughs) We've got no qualifications, so here's our recommendations. Going off of my Roseanne Cash-themed Week in Review, the specific album that they played half of their songs from was called The River and the Thread, and I would highly recommend that album. All the songs are great. Um, I think it won three Grammys last year, and it's an album based on they both went back to the South, the Delta area, to get um, inspiration. 
it's it's really it's really well done. So that would be my recommendation for an album. If you're looking for a new Very album, cool. The River and the Thread by Roseanne awesome. Cash. How about you? I would say if you're looking for something a little bit different, uh, I would check out. If you haven't ever listened to Zero Seven, I would check out, check them out. I like them a lot, and I know not a lot of people have heard of them. I hadn't heard of them until you mentioned it to me a couple months ago. Yeah, and, um, and it's it's basically um, two guys, two studio guys um, from Europe, from I think they're from England, um, that um, just started writing music together, and it's kind of a mix of acoustic guitar, electronic. Um, kind of groove stuff it's 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 very uh laid back a lot of times it's called trip hop yeah or you know yep. chill music um i check out the first album simple things is really good uh when it falls also really good as far as albums um if you've ever heard of sia who has you know songs on the radio now and has written songs for everybody from Katy perry rihanna you know pretty much any major female vocalist out there that has hits she's written some of their stuff oh um she's i didn't realize that and she's famous in her own right. She's one of the best vocalists, period, that I've I've ever heard. Um, she does a lot of the singing on the albums. They what they do is they rotate through, and there's three or four uh, different people who sing on each song. Mm-hmm. And so, simple things is some of the some of the best stuff. If you want to check out that album, and uh, she's she's really good. And anything she's done, I would recommend. But definitely, zero seven simple things is good. Yeah, and I've listened to a couple of those songs um, based on your recommendation, I don't know, six months back, and I would mm-hmm. agree. She, she's most excellent, and it, cool. and it, was, it was good. So I would, yeah. I would uh, check it out. And I'm definitely going to have to listen to that new Roseanne Cash album because I like a lot of the stuff that she's done in the past. I'm, like I said, I'm not familiar with some of the deeper stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, well, a song here and there is just great. This album is clearly probably in the genre of Americana, which is something oh, I like cool. a lot. So um, yeah. I think you'd like it. I think you'd be, I think you would like it. So yeah, nice. give it a try. Cool. Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far, and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at Speak Tangents, or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. So we, we got uh, a few nice notes um, about, you know, regarding our election talk. So so thank you for mm-hmm. sending those in. Um, yes. And, you know, a lot of people are probably, uh, I know of a few people that have purposely put off listening to that uh, election talk because they're still processing the whole thing. So, um, right. but and I understand that. <laughs> oh, I definitely understand that. You know, we were able to process it together by ranting about it or whatever we did. Um, yeah, it certainly helped. It certainly helped me to just, you know, express some, some of the things that I, some thoughts that I had about it just in a, in a way in, we just happened to record it. It's yeah. basically you and I having a conversation that we would have had, you know, whether we were recording it or not. And we just kind of hit record and it just, I hope people that have listened to it have, uh, uh, if you have a differing opinion from anything that we said, let us know. Um, if you, or if you agree, let us know too, because I'd like to, I'm all for continuing the conversation. I hate the phrase "join the conversation," yeah. and obviously, whenever most people say it that I respect, they're saying it jokingly, right? And I appreciate that. But you know, I the concept of a dialogue and a conversation about things I think is important, and so I'm all for that. Yep. And so, thank you. We appreciate those notes. And um, um, how about Amazon reviews? Do you have any Amazon oh. reviews this week? Well, um, I have basically one that I want to read. Okay. 
Um, I went looking for things about, uh, let's see, what's this called? I'll just read the title of the thing. Emergency preparedness entree meal sample, 16 large servings, 4-pound prepper freeze-dried food storage for doomsday survival. This is the title of the item? Yep, and you can take whatever you want from that while we're reading this. <laughs> Got it. I'm just reading reviews of an item. Got it. Infer as you will. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Lighting coordinators are Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Directed by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Speaking of directors, remind me to tell you about the time I met Clint Eastwood. Pebble Beach, California, circa 1983-1984. Wow, did that ever make my day. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas, and I love you.